Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. If you're like me, you probably can admit that we've needed a fresh start in our life. Uh, When I was in school, I couldn't wait for the new school year to take place because then I had a fresh start with teachers that didn't know how bad I was a year before. And so a fresh, sometimes a new job is a fresh start. You've moved somewhere else. It's a fresh start. But in Christ, we can have a fresh start. We can begin again and we can do it many times. Look, in my life, I have definitely needed a fresh start. In fact, there's been seasons in my life that I've literally begged the Lord to help me start new, to change my heart, to forgive me. I've asked the Lord to help me draw closer to him. How many of you guys want to be able to read the word of God and it just like come alive to you? Like you can actually understand it. And how many of you guys even pray that you can retain it? Right? When you get my age, I'm like, this is a computer that it's like the the RAM is not upgradable. I just need like a whole new hard drive. But the Holy Spirit will help you bring it to remembrance. So growing up with my children, one of the things that I did was I had them memorize scripture. And so, and partly because at the school that they went to, it was part of their grade. And so I would literally be in the kitchen with them and we would tape it on the wall and uh, we would act out the scriptures so that they can remember it. And so now as an adult, when they're going through something, the word of God will come back to their memory. So I want to encourage you guys to memorize the word of God. I had a very good friend, and she came, and she shared here. There was a book called Miracle for Jen, and they were the grandkids of uh, the head of biblical studies at Liberty University, and they were coming home after a high school graduation, and they were hit by a drunk driver, and she went off to one hospital. Her husband went off to another hospital, and the two children went off to separate hospitals. And so the entire family separated, and here is Jen, and Jen's entire brain got split open, and she's laying on ice. And so this goes on for months and months and months, and she really is not having any progression. And if you've seen, you know, or heard of how it is sometimes with insurance, is that if they don't see progression, they're willing to pull the plug. And so they began to pray for Jen and pray for Jen that the Lord would give her a chance to live again. And so they decided, the insurance decided to come in one more time. And at that time, um, the founder of Liberty University, Jerry Falwell, he was there. He was writing in her notebook. And every day, people were writing prayers in her notebook. Uh, The insurance showed up to do an evaluation. And the only thing that Jen could do was quote scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture and sing hymns. And they tried to say that that wasn't making sense at all. But how many of you know that the word of God brings life and makes sense? And so that miraculous thing, let me tell you what, the Lord healed her. He touched her. He gave her a new start at life. I read her book. It took me 11 hours. I read it in one day. I couldn't put it down. It's called A Miracle for Jen. The word of God, if that we will get that word of God in us, it will change our life. 
And so in my life, you know, not only to change my heart and forgiveness, but I want to draw closer. I want to be a better mother and wife. And, and most of all, I want to have a deep understanding of the Word of God. God specializes in fresh starts. Can you think of a time that you were in a valley and you can't believe you're not in that valley anymore? When you're in the valley, you think it'll never end. But God says in his word that he'll pick us up out of a pit and put our feet on a rock. Amen. You see, through Jesus, we can have a fresh start. We can have a clean slate, a new beginning. You know, a little story about myself, even though I grew up knowing about the Lord. I mean, I went to church every weekend of my life unless I was sick with the flu. And even then, you know, we'd probably have church at home. And so I grew up knowing about the Lord, and I grew up in a home that loved the Lord and attended church. Um, but when I was a, a young teenager, I needed an encounter with Christ. How many of you have been saved for a long time, but you can remember a moment where God brought you back to the beginning? He brought you back, and, and you had to get refreshed with your walk with the Lord. And so I was going through something at that time because we had suffered a loss of many, many of our friends. And in fact, they were friends that were working in the ministry. And so in the late 80s, in the 90s, if, if some people will remember, some of y'all weren't even born. I can't believe I can actually say that sentence now. Um, but in the 80s and 90s, AIDS swept through the country. Nobody knew what to do. They didn't know what it was. But in the ministry and with the people that we were reaching, it actually affected many of our staff and our students. And we didn't even know what it was. Um, but these are people that I grew up with. They were my family. They were our friends. When we started the ministry, and especially when we were, we were over at the ranch, you know, and we had about 100 men off the streets living in that ranch, um, and we started this ministry, every single Christmas of my life, we grew up with the guys and girls in the program. And so when I tell you that these people that were sick were my family, it's like a little child. This is all I knew. And so unfortunately, it ended up affecting them. And one of the people that affected got um, this terrible disease. His name was Pete. And his wife, Val, was our bookkeeper here in the ministry for 40 years. And so Pete, he, she had married Pete that came out of the program, and he was really the coolest guy ever. Pete taught me how to drive. So Pete had a bug, and my dream car of my life was a convertible Volkswagen. And so Pete had one, and I was like, Pete, you got to teach me how to drive. And so every day, he'd take me in this car, and it was stick shift. And I will never forget that one day, I don't know what happened, and I got confused with the stick and the brake and the gas. And I came, I kid you not, this close to running through the front of our church building. He grabs the wheel, he reaches over, he stops the car, and I just, I got confused. I didn't know which one to hit. But Pete was just that guy. Pete used to clean the whole church. And back in the day, we used to have folding chairs, and they'd fold them up, and then he'd put them away every single service, and I would stay, and I would vacuum the whole church. I would wash down the windows with him. I loved hanging out with Pete. But one Wednesday night, when we had a funeral service for the wife of our director from the ranch, he reached over on my shoulder. I was only 16, and he said, you know I'm next. And can you imagine what that did to me? We had already had, by that time, about eight funerals in a year. 
And so as a kid, man, in, at that point, after going to so many funerals, after seeing who I considered my aunts and my cousins and my family, and I was burying them in that year, I, I remember my grades went from A's and B's to D's and F's my 11th grade year. And I still have that report card because it reminds me of what we were going through. And by that time, I'd kind of gotten over the sadness and I began to get angry. How many of you know you can get angry at the Lord? And I just want to be real with somebody here tonight. And I, I just, I was done. I was finished. I was mad. When he told me that, I ran out of his house. I slammed the door. It almost broke the glass. And I just go running out of the house. And I'll never forget thinking that God had turned his back on me. Have you ever felt like God has turned his back on you? Like he wasn't listening. Has anybody ever prayed you feel like God's not listening? Well, I felt like as a kid, like I was so mad. And I just couldn't believe what I was going through. And I became rebellious. I began to let anger slip in my heart. And I, and I didn't know how to get my joy back. But I wanted to feel God again. How many of you have been in a place where you've been through something, but you want to feel the presence of God again? And I would see people come to the altar. And I would see them pray. And, and they looked like they were just so emotional. And, and God was giving them a breakthrough. And I wanted that so bad in my life. But I'd gone through so much trauma in that past year. I want you to know that God has a plan for your life. You might not understand what you're going through right now. You may not be able to see the light on the other end of the tunnel. But I want you to know that God is aware of you and he has a plan for your life. Amen? And he had a plan for my life. And that summer, there was an opportunity that he'd given me to go away to a spirit-filled college for a weekend. And I was a hot mess. I was a rebellious junior in high school. And my parents sent me off to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I didn't even know where Tulsa, Oklahoma was. And Oral Roberts was preaching. And I remember telling my sister, they had a big event in the Maybe Center. And there was about 3,500 teenagers. And I said, if he starts calling out people to lay hands on them so they can fall out in the spirit and speak in a prophetic word, and he calls me out, I'm not going. And she laughed at me. She was like, what makes you think that he's going to call you? I was like, I'm just saying that if he tries to call me, I'm not going. Right? And so I remember sitting up way up into the little coliseum, and I had a purple shirt on that night. And all of a sudden, Brother Oral Roberts turns around, and he calls out, the girl in the purple shirt. Well, first he said, you, I want you to come down. So, well, he said, you, there's thousands of kids. He is not talking to me. And I just took my arms like this and I hit my sister on the side and I said, don't budge. And then all of a sudden he goes, we're going to stay here all night until the girl with the purple shirt comes down. And, and so the cameras zoom in on you. I'm like, I cannot believe this is happening to me. I am so mad. And so I walk all the way down. And as God is my witness, this is how hard I was. I put one foot forward, one foot back. I went like this. And I leaned. And I said, you can pray for me, but you can't touch me. And how many of you guys know that sometimes we do that to the Lord in our life? I'm going to come to church, but don't touch me. I'm going to come into your presence. I'm going to fast. I'm going to ask you to help me restart my life. But our actions say, don't touch me. 
And so I went up and I will never forget this moment as long as I live with one foot forward and one foot back. I mean, I'm a Pentecostal little girl that grew up in seeing the work of God my whole life. And I just, I just looked dead at him. And I remember him leaning in with his hands closed, like he wasn't going to touch me. And he just began to speak a word into my heart. And before I knew it, I fell out in the spirit. And I just was crying and crying and crying. And it was the moment of breakthrough that I had been praying for. How many of you are praying for breakthrough in your life? You know what that moment meant? That moment meant that I couldn't care about my pride. I couldn't care that thousands of people were watching me and I'm laying on a floor crying. Because you got to come. If you want breakthrough to happen in your life, you got to come to a point in your life where you don't care what anybody else thinks. Because what you need from God, only he can give you, and they can't give you, your neighbor can't give you, your family can't give you. And I'm telling you that God wants to do a breakthrough this year in somebody's life, amen? He wants to do a breakthrough, but you got to come to a point where you got to shut off your ears to the enemy, amen? You got to shut off your ears to what everybody's saying, and you got to get in with God, and you can't care about anything else. You, because you know what, and I tell you, I don't know if it's an age thing, but the older I get, man, the closer I am to seeing Jesus, right? I mean, let's just be real here. And you stop caring about the little tiny arguments, the little silly stuff when things don't go your way. I mean, even as Christians, we can pick apart Christians our whole life. We start picking apart pastors on social media, and he said this, and this one said that, and look at what he's got on, and look at his shoes, and look at that. Oh, my gosh. And it's got nothing to do with what's going on in your life. And as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen? And so I want to encourage you. You want to break through that day God had a plan for me, and I walked right into his setup, into his trap, and I got hooked on the Holy Spirit, amen? I got hooked on the forgiveness of God. I got hooked on a restart, amen? See, we all need that kind of life change. That day I prayed and God restarted a fire in my life in his mercy and in his grace and his healing touch. And so that day, God, he began to touch my heart. And like I was saying, I couldn't cry for nothing. And now, I mean, my kids joke, I watch a Honda commercial and I am crying at this Honda commercial. You know, since I had that moment in life, I regularly ask God to help me recognize when I need to turn away. See, you can make an excuse for whatever you're going through, but just because you're going through the trauma, how many of you know that sometimes we can sin? And my sin was my anger against God. It was my go, let me run to everybody else and not run to the Father. Let me go talk to everybody and get their opinions about my life and not go to Jesus and go to the cross. Amen? You see, so every day now, you pray before you move. When you guys wake up in the morning, you pray. When you go to bed, you pray. When you're walking through the day, you pray. When somebody makes you mad, you pray. Amen? And you make prayer a habit. Invite Rosalinda to speak at your meeting or group. Go to rosalinda.live for more details. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon.
This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.